Hi guys, I just wanted to come on here and give a quick trigger warning. In this episode, Julie and I talk quite a bit about sexual assault, so just wanted to give a little warning if that's too much for you not to listen to this one. But if not, then enjoy. Hi Julie. Hi Justine. Thank you for joining me for this. I had texted you yesterday and I was like, Let's do just a random crossover episode I know. that we can both put on our feeds. I so. love it because we're like, we have so much to say. We have a million things to say about all this stuff that's going on right now. So I'm like super excited. Me too. So what do you want to talk about first? I want to talk about everything. Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about is um, I want to talk about the we were one, When We Were Young festival. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Do you think it's bullshit or do you think it's like the real deal? Okay, when I first saw this, I it immediately reminded me of remember that fest the other Las Vegas festival that you and I were all excited for and it was like T Pain and yes. Twista and like all these randoms. It was like it all these amazing early two thousands rappers and stuff like that. And then we felt so stupid because after a while we realized that it was like one of those DJ club things where they're just playing the music from those people and it's not actually a concert. So it did kind of seem like like, it was going to be a giant emo night type of thing. Yeah, it was like, yeah, so that's what I thought this was going to be. And because also with that festival, a lot of the artists said that they hadn't heard anything of it and they had no idea. Yeah. And same with this festival when we were young, a lot of the artists have been like, I have no idea if this is real. However... Other artists have come out and been like, yes, it's 100% real. We will be there. I know. It's a three-day thing, the tickets. Because when when I first saw the flyer, too, I thought it was one day. And I'm like, how the hell can you fit all those bands in one day? Like, Warp Tour did it, but they're, they're promoting this as if all of these bands are headlining. Well, originally, I think it was one day. And then they added a second day. And then they added a third day. So now it makes so much more sense. Because they had like something 65 bands or something like that. And it's like, how could you possibly have all of those bands playing on one day? It's going to be a clusterfuck. Yes. Okay. so should we just explain in case there's anyone listening that doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about? Yeah, if you've been living under a rock, let's explain what the it's hard to say. It's like a tongue twister. When we were young festival. Mm -hmm. I know they just why don't you just name it the emo festival? Yeah, that's what it is. Um, yeah, it's called When We Were Young Festival, and it's a lot, like, a lot of very big, like, alternative emo bands. I guess Avril Lavigne is probably the biggest artist that's performing. Uh, My Chemical Romance, Paramore, A Day to Remember, The Used. Um, I fucking love The Used. There's just so much. Oh, my God. Okay, so I'm wearing my The Used t-shirt I love it. In honor of this. I love, I love that album. Oh, my God. Taking Back Sunday, Dashboard Confessional. Oh, my God. So much good stuff. Uh, Let's see here. What else do I like on this list? Jimmy Eat World seems like a weird choice. Um, Hawthorne Heights. So did you see the TikTok video that Hawthorne Heights that someone took of them talk? So they were doing a show somewhere and they're like, oh, all American rejects. I like them, too. So uh, they're doing Hawthorne Heights is doing a show somewhere and someone in the audience is recording it and they put it on TikTok. And it's basically them going like, look, the When We Were Young Festival, 
They're like, basically, six months ago, someone called and told us there was going to be like this big email festival and they wanted to have a bunch of bands. And so we agreed. We're like, yeah, that sounds great. Never heard another word about it. Six months later, all of a sudden, we're on this like poster for the When We Were Young Festival and we see places like My Chemical Romance or like bands like My Chemical Romance. And we're so fucking stoked because we did not know we were going to be playing at the same place that My Chem is playing. And they're like, so let me just tell you guys, it's real. This is a real thing. We're going to be there. It's happening. And everyone was cheering and it was crazy. And I was like, that is so fun. But basically, they signed up for it. They were like, yeah, we'll do it. Six months ago, never heard anything else about it. And then suddenly it's blown up on the Internet. And it's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. Why didn't they just bring Warp Tour back, though? Like I, why did they I'm stop doing warp tour in the first place? No idea. There's still a want for it. Like people will still go to warp tour. Didn't have to end. Yeah, I agree with that. I never I got think to they go. Just, yeah, this is pretty much like a warp tour on steroids because it's a yeah. thing. Warp tour is also known for being really cheap to go to. Like. And yeah. this festival is very expensive. I didn't realize how pricey it was until you told me before we started recording. Yeah, it's, it's like, like three, four hundred, five hundred dollars. Yeah, for a general admission ticket, it's at that's about two fifty US right now. Oh, that's so crazy! Well, so now that they've stretched it out to three days, is it the same bands that were originally on the poster, or are they adding more bands to it for those three days? Um, I think it's just the bands that are on the poster. I think that they're stretching them out. Okay. So maybe what they originally did is they got the big group of bands and they put it on the poster and they were like, okay, this is the date. And then they, now they're putting the logistics together of who's playing when and where they're going to be, which stage they're on. And that's why they've extended it to three days is what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's it would be like a Coachella, I would think, like yeah. type festival. So like My Chemical Romance would probably headline one day, mm-hmm. Paramore the second, and then like Avril Lavigne the third, I'd mm-hmm. say. So we need to do one day. We should do a full on episode about that singer, uh, Davi Vanity from A Day to Remember. Isn't that mm-hmm. a day to remember? Yeah, I think so. And how mm-hmm. he is like notoriously uh, is like a pedophile. Like he goes after young teen girls. And has been known to have relationships with them and have sex with them. It's like this whole big thing. In a day to remember? Yes. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think he's, I'm pretty sure that's the group. No, Blood on the Dance Floor. Oh, my God. Sorry. No. Because I was going to say Julie. I don't know. my boys. I don't know anything about a day to remember. So I don't know why I was thinking that. But no, I think it's, so it's this guy named Dobby Vanity. And he's like the lead singer of, let me see. Yeah, I have no idea who that is. Blood on the However, dance floor. like that's a thing just in this in like the scene, I guess, like metal slash emo <laughs> community, that's always been like a thing. Like these bands go after young girls. A lot of these guys I think are like emotionally stunted, like just listen to their lyrics and what yeah. they're even singing about. And yeah, it's, you know, Headley, this really big band here in Canada, they got canceled because the singer got caught bringing like 15 year old girls on his tour bus. Yep. Yeah, it, so, it happens. I mean, it's this is common. a news story that's been floating around for like the past 10 to 15 years. But 
Um, so this is a HuffPo article from 2019, and it says Davi Vanity raped a child. Police gave him a warning. Now 21 women accuse him of sexual assault. And these girls are as young as like 14 years old, 13 years old. It's a crazy story. Um, the Chris Hansen, the To Catch a Predator guy, he has like his own YouTube channel and he interviewed some of the girls that were having relationships with him, relationships in quotes, when they were young teens. And they've done like a whole expose about it, but it never gets talked about. And I don't know if it's not getting talked about because it's more of an underground type of band and it's not like, not like Maroon 5 or something like that, but it kind of gets swept under the rug and it's such an interesting story to me. I think we should do like a whole episode about it. Oh, we totally could because yeah. when I was like 14 years old, I saw this punk rock band, The Casualties. If anyone listens to punk rock music, they're pretty big. I've but, heard of um, them, but I don't like I couldn't tell you what songs they sing. Yeah. And the singer like I met them and I was like very, very young. Right. But and they were so nice and I was so obsessed with them. And then it came out later that the singer would sleep with like 13, 14 year old girls when they were on tour. And then um, I, I, as far as I know, they replaced that singer and he'd been their singer from the beginning. And so they still tour and stuff with a different guy. And I've been listening to like a lot of emo music lately and I've been Googling almost everyone. Like, is this band canceled? Is this band okay? Because I'm like, I don't want to like go to a show and support somebody who's a disgusting perv. Well, but. and what is it about the emo bands that do this? Is it just because they're kind of a little bit younger when they get famous and they need to take advantage of younger women? Because like, there's plenty of women that love your band that are your that are appropriate age. So why is it that you really only hear this happening? with emo bands and not with like rock stars, like legit rock stars or pop stars. You never hear about it with that. So what is it with the emo stuff? Um, I think it's, I don't think women in their, like real women that would like this music, when especially like back in our time yes I don't I don't think that they would go for any of these guys no, only like right. a 17 year old girl would you know you're totally like, right like I look at like I look at Pete Wenz for example like he's a guy that I probably had a crush on in those days and yeah. I look at him now and I'm like ugh. I know you but know we, like the like, eyeliner and okay you're totally right I think that's what it is I think that um the women the young women or the young girls who are listening to the emo music who are really deep in their hormones and their emotions and uh like kind of in that depressive part of life I think you're totally right that's the kind of music that you listen to at that life stage now we listen to it now because it is nostalgic and it's fun and it's good to look it's fun to look back on how dramatic we were and how hormonal and emotional we were but if you think and a about lot of the music is really tr like beautiful music like i've been really listening to silverstein a lot again lately and they're a band from Burlington, Ontario, where mm -hmm. I'm from, and they're like I've been just, and that's when I messaged you because I was like, "Did you know the guy from Yellow Card did the violin in one of their songs?" Because I've been like going back and finding out like what all the songs are like, what they were written about and stuff, and 
a lot of these guys are just brilliant songwriters, but it's not a lot of people's type of music because it's right. a lot of like screaming and just yeah. hard stuff, but I love it. And if you just think about the type of mindset mindset that you're in when you're listening to music like that, it is that 14, 15, 16-year-old girl who's like in her room thinking that life is over. Uh, and just the drama of it all. So it makes, I guess it makes sense that those are the type of guys that are taking advantage of their fans, their young fans like that. Also, this is the thing with a lot of like movie stars too. You know, I'm only comparing it to movie stars because it's like no one thinks they're cool until they get famous. Yeah. Exact same thing with musicians. It's like you got to think like in high school or whatever, the the actors were in the drama club and they were weird drama kids and yep. musicians were band geeks and all this stuff and no one likes them and then once you get famous all of a sudden you can walk into a room and get any girl you want yeah so that's gotta like fuck with you a little bit yeah and then now they can take advantage of the situation yeah exactly <sighs> so crazy do you think this festival is gonna be majority people in our age group yeah or do you think it's gonna be younger kids because a lot of these bands have got like got another surge of popularity because of tiktok right like Mm -hmm. my chemical romance is big on tiktok paramore is big on tiktok um the kid all these kids that like billy eilish are discovering are billy eilish which is avril lavigne yeah you know I i was never super into avril lavigne though like i never understood that but oh really yeah, I loved no. her I I'm in her concert DVD for the best damn <gasps> tour no way okay <laughs> my friends and I were in the front row and they like zoom in on us for like 30 seconds it's okay really you have to do you have a clip of that it's probably on YouTube okay we're gonna find that and you need to put it on your Instagram it's from like 2007 I think that tour the la- that was the last time she did a tour like a full tour. Do you remember what song it was during or anything like that? Complicated. Complicated. Okay, we're going to find that. We're going to get a clip of that. That is going to be so cute. I'm so excited. Yeah, no, I was not a huge Avril Lavigne fan. I do think it's amazing that she looks now, 20 years later, exactly like she looked when those songs came out. So whatever Botox or whatever she's having done, it's just the right amount because you can't even see it. She just looks amazing. No, it's perfect. She doesn't do like the fill. That's the that's why she looks so young because she never did like the filler lips or the big cheeks or anything like that. She literally just gets just the right amount, I think. So when people end up with the crazy looking face, do you think that that's mostly filler? Because I feel like I feel like that's what it is. It's filler, right? Because the Botox will smooth it out. I think I'd like to get some. I saw TikTok about baby Botox, where it's like just a little bit, and the results looked really good and really natural. But I was working last week, and I had a customer at one of my tables, actually two women that were together, and God, I just felt so sad for them because they looked so overdone. Do you ever think about how they do facelifts? Because it fucking freaks me out to even think about it. Do you know how they do a facelift? Yes. I want to get one when I'm older. Oh, my God. I've don't. Th- I've said this for years. No, please don't. It is so scary I looking. I, 
let's be real i probably will never be able to afford one i don't think you're ever gonna need one you look super young yeah because i get botox that's why well that's all you're ever gonna need I can't move my fucking face. That's why I look so young. <laughs> well, if anyone's not looked into a facelift, it's so graphic to even think about that they literally cut your face off. Like they don't. You remember that famous episode of Gene Simmons' Family Jewels, where him and his wife Shannon get facelifts together, and they both come home and they're like in the bandages, and the kids are freaking out. I've never watched that. <gasps> oh my god! It sounds okay. terrifying. It sounds terrifying. But like for anyone that has not looked into it, they literally cut all around your face and then they like tighten your face and like staple it back or sew it back or whatever. But it fucking freaks me out to think about it. It freaks me out so much. And you can always tell. And some celebrities, like celebrities who got facelifts before they were like, uh, before they were well done is like the boob job thing right like women in like the 70s and 80s like boob jobs back then look fucking horrendous Mm -hmm. but boob jobs now you can get boob jobs that no one would ever even know that they were fake yeah facelifts like chris jenner for example that's a facelift gone right you know what i mean like she looks good she looks fantastic i can't even think of any anyone off the top of my head right now but there's a lot of facelifts gone bad and if you're doing too much filler or too much of anything then you end up looking like that crazy cat lady remember the cat lady yes and this is the thing too like the you have to it's like anything else like getting your hair done your nails done anything you have to be very careful about who you go to and you have to go to somebody who you trust as a medical professional to only give you what you need and not overdo it for just for money money yeah because the people who do meet like I've asked them for way more in my face before all the time and they're like nope because you don't need it and if you leave here looking crazy that's a reflection on my work because you're gonna tell people where you got it so no I'm not gonna so I trust them yeah but I could see how some places would be like oh you want another syringe in your lips sure here you go that's five hundred dollars in my pocket you know yeah just like I when I had asked the lady at the gym that they do Botox about this one little line on my forehead which is not even a big deal and they were like oh you need at least six units and I was like that doesn't Because I told you and you were like, I think you only need like two or something just to smooth out that one line. I'm like six. And of course, it's super duper expensive. So I'm like, forget it. I'll just have a wrinkle on my forehead. Whatever. I don't know. When I'm old, I want to look like a cute old lady. I'm fine with that. Like I can look like a cute, wrinkly little Betty White with my curly white hair on top of my head and wrinkles all over my face. And I'll be grandma. I don't know. I'm See, cool I'm, with that. I'm not at all. Like, I'm so <laughs> terrified to age. Like, I just give me all the fucking Botox and fillers in the world if it means I can look 30 for the rest of my life. Okay. But, so- and that's why that's why I never, like, hate on celebrities or anything for getting plastic surgery done and stuff because I'm like, fuck, like, if I had that money, I'd probably change the way I look too. But I only hate on them for getting bad work done because it's like... You can afford it, you know? Well, and it's super easy to say 
that I want to be a cute old lady now. But as I get a little older, and especially since I've lost weight, like I, when I was bigger, I think I looked younger because the little wrinkles and stuff were filled out. And that's what something my great grandma used to always say, like, stay a little bit chubby and it'll keep your wrinkles filled out and you'll look younger. So now that I've lost weight and I am starting to see like a wrinkle here or like crow's feet here, I do get self-conscious about it, but it's really easy to say right now, oh, I want to be a cute old lady. But as I start to see those old lady things happening, I'm probably going to freak out and be like, somebody get me Botox now, like stat. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, you're beautiful. <clears throat> you don't need anything. You're beautiful. It's, <laughs> it's honestly, I just think it's one of those things. It's like preference, right? Like some right. people I'm I'm. I like to do everything over the top. I love makeup and long nails and hair extensions and everything. So that's just me. See, and I don't I, do anything like that. Like, I've never had extensions. I've never had fake nails. I haven't even had a manicure in like 10 years. I'm like too low maintenance. I'm too <laughs> low maintenance. Like, I really need to kind of get my shit together, honestly, and take better care of myself. I go to the oh gym a lot, but I don't do any of that stuff. I would like to get microblading, especially because someone on TikTok was like, did you find the rest of your 90s eyebrows? I, I was going to bring that? that up. Yeah. So you sent me your videos that went viral. And yeah. obviously, after I watched them, the first thing I did was read the comments. the comments. A lot of people were like, girl, I'm invested. Like, it was, it really, was funny. really fun. But I okay. definitely saw that comment. Did you okay. find the rest of your 90s eyebrows? Okay. So here's, here's kind of a backstory for, you know, probably most of you haven't heard of this. But my husband and I kind of went viral on TikTok. I think the combined three videos that we we have on there are up to like 160,000 views. Like the first video has like 130,000 views on it. It's crazy. But basically what happened uh, is we went to dinner. We went to like a late lunch and then we left the restaurant and we went across to Bass Pro Shops and we were looking at bows or something because we're looking into getting me a bow. And um, I realized in Bass Pro Shops that I didn't have my phone, but I'm like, oh, it's probably in the car. I probably just left it out there. So when we left, I looked in the car and I couldn't find it. And we went back to the restaurant and they didn't have it. And then we went over to Bass Pro Shops again and they didn't have it. So we came all the way home, which was like 20 miles from where we were. And I got my iPad and I did the find my iPhone and I was tracking it. And I was like, Okay, my phone is like five miles away from where I would have lost it. So somebody fucking stole my phone. I was like, that is such a shitty thing to do. Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just turn it in to wherever you found it to help the person that lost it? It's just was crazy. Yeah, that's bad karma. I know. Like, what the fuck? Why would you do that? So we see that it's at this like warehouse and I Google the address of the warehouse and it's some kind of solar company. So we start heading that direction. And by the time we get over back to that side of town, uh, the car's moving again. So we follow we follow the vehicle with the GPS on Find My iPhone and we go to this person's outside of this person's house. Now, as you know, it doesn't always say the exact address. It's kind of like, OK, well, the phone is in this area. And right. so we're sitting outside and we're kind of looking around and we're like, if the phone, we saw someone getting ready to leave in a truck. So we're like, if the, pho- the phone starts moving, we know it's in that truck. 
So the phone starts moving. We follow it. It pulls into a gas station. We pull into a gas station. We're looking around trying to figure out like, okay, who is it? Who took the phone? My husband tries to get a picture. He, uh, back when we were at that house, tried to get a picture of the truck that started moving, but couldn't get the license plate. Just got to look at the back uh, stop, the uh, brake lights. So as we're pulling out of the gas station, the truck inside of us has the exact same stop our brake lights as the ones that we saw. So my husband's like, okay, we had to take a picture. He took a picture to get the license plate. And then um, I noticed that it's like so-and-so solar company, which is the same solar company that, that, that my, my phone was at earlier that night. So we follow them all the way across town again and they go have dinner. We call the cops and we're like, hey, we filed a police report, we did the whole thing. They're here in this parking lot, can you meet us here? We'd like to retrieve our stolen property. And at the, like, it's just kind of becoming an adventure. And so I start doing a live on TikTok and I did a couple of videos on TikTok and I'm like, you know what? I told my husband, people watch weird shit on TikTok all the time. So why not? Like this would probably be interesting to someone. So let's like make videos about it. Uh, I was scrolling through TikTok the other day and there was like some chick in booty shorts like cleaning her closet and there was like 2000 people watching. So I'm like, why wouldn't someone watch this? This is fun. So we're like, now we're on a stakeout. I've decided that we're on a stakeout for this phone. And my husband walks around and he is like getting another picture of the license plate. And we don't want to ping the phone because we don't want the people to know that we know they have it and then turn it off where we can't track it anymore. So we haven't pinged it, but we know exactly what car it is. So they leave, they go all the way back across town to their house and then all the way back across town to that, that business again. And finally, the cop shows up and he's, he drives through the area and he's like, hey, I don't think anyone's there. It's, by this time, it's like seven, eight o'clock, like eight o'clock at night. He's like, it doesn't look like the lights are on. I don't think anyone's there. Here's my advice. Call, you know, in the morning, talk to the detective. Oh, shit, I have to call them and cancel this. I have to tell them that I have my phone back. <laughs> oh, shit, you didn't do that? <laughs> I forgot. Oh, my God. Okay, I got to do that. As I'm going to write myself a note. Call detective. <laughs> so he's like, or you could come by in the morning and be like, hey, so this is what happened. I know my phone is here. I really don't want to press charges against anybody or start like a full on investigation or have the cops get a warrant to come in and search this place. So, you know, help me find my phone and we'll just call this a day. And then he's like, you could also go over there and ping the phone and see if you can hear it in one of those vehicles. And so we're like, yeah, we'd like to do that. Will you come with us? Because the whole thing, and a lot of people in the comments were upset, like, oh, you're going to get shot over a cell phone, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, no, we are not. I had the whole discussion with my husband. I'm like, do not get out of the car. Do not confront anyone. It's just a cell phone. I was like, I fucking watch way too much true crime to be part like of someone's fucking shitty podcast story. So let's just stay safe. It's just a cell phone. So he's like, fine. So the cop goes over there with us and I start pinging the phone. Now I'm live. I was live when the cop showed up. I, I was live when we walked over there. I'm pinging the phone and we all hear it. It's not inside the car. It's on the fucking bumper. 
It was on the bumper of the truck the whole time. That's insane. First of all, what kind of cell phone case do you have? Because that's insane that it stayed on the bumper. So I'm not even kidding you. A lot of people ask me that uh, to the point where I actually became an Amazon affiliate so that I could link uh, like <laughs> link the uh, cell phone case for people that want to buy it. And then I could get like 10 cents each time someone buys it or something, whatever. Um, oh, nice. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I, w- I called it like the date night stakeout cell phone case or something. But yeah, if you go to my link tree, you can buy that cell phone case because people were asking about it. And um, <clears throat> it was so funny because I probably had 1200 people on that live and people fucking loved it. They were laughing. They were like, oh, my God, this is so funny. So the guy comes out and he's like, hey, can I help you guys? Because we're there with the cop and everything. And we're like, oh, here's the funny story. So we told him and he's like, oh, you know, were you at Urban Sombrero earlier? Because I took my wife to dinner there. So maybe someone picked it up or something. I didn't even know it was there. And I legitimately, some people were saying, oh, it was just an alibi. He said it. No, this guy had no fucking idea. And he was driving a really nice truck and he had like a really good job. And like it, he lived in a really nice house. It like didn't make sense that this guy stole my phone and then left it on so I could track it all night long. It made no sense. So he had no idea. And he's like, yeah, I took my wife to dinner and then I took her home and I came here because we've been having people break into our trucks at night. So I went to get my sleeping bag so I could come back to work and sleep here for the night. And then he sees us on the cameras, like looking around his truck and stuff with the cop. And so we had to tell him what happened. And it was so funny and a little bit embarrassing, but not really. Because I just thought it was such a hilarious story. And people in the comments, it was so fun because I felt like we were on an adventure with thousands of people that were like, get that phone. And someone was like, slash their tires. I'm like, I'm not fucking slashing their. Can you imagine if we confronted him? Like, hey, fucker, I know you've got my cell phone. And he was like, what are you talking about, you crazy psycho? He had no idea. Oh, my God. So what I'm thinking is I dropped the phone in the parking lot and someone picked it up and saw the closest vehicle that they saw and was like, oh, maybe this is their phone and put it there. And that fucking phone stuck all the way. I mean, we probably burned through 150 miles of gas like last night or that night. And it did not budge. It did not budge. It was That's so fucking fun. crazy. I will never forget that night. We really felt like we were detectives and we were like on the case and it was fun and innocent. And I ended up surpassing my goal forever on TikTok has been to get to 10,000 followers so that I can monetize my TikTok. And I'm at like 11,000 something now. Yay. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm so excited. So now I can monetize it. And because I've really been wanting to create more content and be able to create like get money off of it. So and then I mean, hundreds Plug of your thousands TikTok. of views. Yeah. So the TikTok, if you guys want to see it like in real time as it was happening, there's three separate videos. But the TikTok is called the resting fit, like fitness face to go along with the with the podcast. So the resting fit face. And um, I also downloaded the live. So I think that I may do some editing so that people can see the reveal in like real time if they miss the live, which was so funny. It was so funny. I got to show it to you too. 
So that's like my big, long, crazy adventure of a date night story. We didn't get home until like 11 o'clock at night. We were following this car from like 4.30 in the afternoon. And then we got home at 11 o'clock. It was the longest night, but it was so much fun. Oh, my God. That's so funny. It's it's <laughs> fucking awesome that you got your phone back, too, because yeah. what are the chances? Well, and I um, told my husband, I'm like, if we lose the phone, whatever, it's insured. I pay like 130 bucks and I get a new phone. But we were both like, it's the principal. Why would you steal someone's phone? That's such a <laughs> shitty thing to do. I'm pressing charges. Like, we were <laughs> all like worked up about it we're like doing the stakeout we're hiding around the corner we're gpsing we're fall i got my ipad with my little keyboard and i'm like tracking it while he's driving and it was so much fun and just people really enjoyed it you know there's always haters that are like this is such bullshit this is so fake i'm like whatever i don't care if you think it's fake it was fun yeah and now i'm kind no, of famous always, there's always the fucking person who wants to ruin it for everyone i'm so glad that no one actually tried to steal your phone, though. I know. Um, it was It was like, oh, there's good humanity. Like, this guy had no idea. I was glad he didn't see all, us following him the whole time because we drive a yellow Mustang. So I'm like, it, this guy does not know we're following him by now. Dude, you're lucky he's <laughs> probably just one of those people that's, like, oblivious to the world around him because I get so fucking paranoid mm-hmm. when I'm driving. If there's someone around me for more than, like, five minutes, I'm like, where are they going? Oh, yeah. Like, so My husband would have been, like, ready to, like, throw down if someone was following. I do not understand how this guy did not know we were following him. It was just so funny. But he had no idea. It was all innocent. It was fun. We all had a good laugh. And I went viral. And now I'm like, gonna make my TikTok dreams come true. Except for that one person that was like, did you find your 90s eyebrows? And I'm like, I had a moment where I was like, okay, I see how people can get really sensitive to comments online. Because people just say shit and they don't care how it makes oh, you my, feel. My MGK video that went viral, I had to turn the comments off because so many people were like saying really mean things to me. And I was just like, <clears throat> not that I care. Like, I actually find it funny. I get into a lot of com- comment fights on TikTok just on random things. But yeah. I was just to the point where I was like, every time I open up TikTok, I don't need to like look at this anymore. Yeah. Like, I've already read like 500 mean <clears throat> comments about myself. I just, I'll turn it off for now. You know? Yeah, and I do like that you have the uh, the ability to turn off comments. Jamie Lynn Spears has done that. I've noticed that her Instagram is you can only comment on it on if if like you're both following each other. So you'll see well, pretty much all of her. her. She's like the most hated person on the planet right now. We're going to talk about that in a second. Let's get back to my 90s eyebrows. Um, <laughs> in my defense, I... I commented back and I was like, oh, I've tried, but unfortunately they just won't grow in and it is what it is. Like my eyebrows will grow down here and they will grow up here. But they (laughs) They don't grow the same. They will not grow within the eyebrow. So I'm like, fuck it. Maybe one day I'll get microblading, but I honestly just don't care. Like, I don't care about, like, you have amazing, I could never fill in my eyebrows like that. I could never. I could never, I can barely put on eyeliner most days. You have, like, these perfectly uh, filled in eyebrows. I wish I could. But the bottom line is, like, I just don't care enough to do it. I don't care. 
So first of all, your whatever. eyebrows are fine. They're they, not that bad, right? They suit your face. Like they're not a sharpie brows. No, they're not at all. And you have a okay. good shape to them. It's not like you have the the amber portwood like teardrop eyebrow. Or uh Robin's hatchet brows. Oh, the hatchet they're brows. They're not quite hatchet yep. brows. Yeah. That was pretty much the trademark meanest trademark there was. to uh Trademark to Jody and, and Amanda for Amanda. that because because Jody was saying that she went on Reddit and somebody posted build a bear shoes for Alina yes. and she was like what the fuck God, that was my She's joke like, that so, was my thing yeah shout out to Jody it was Jody yeah I I love it when I hear her talking about build a bear shoes God I love their podcast so much I just up my subscription on we love to hate everything or TV or whichever one. I just upped it like to the like $20 tier and I'm like, God damn, I love you too, but this shit's getting expensive to support my friends on Patreon. But you're going to get a mug. I got a sticker, but I didn't know if I was still getting a mug. I think, I don't know. I'm Maybe you get both. I've been on the higher tier since I started and I got a, I got, I have a mug from them. I know I want a mug. I really want to send them both mugs that say, what does the nanny do? What does the nanny? What does do? the nanny do? Uh, yeah. So, what were we talking about before I cut you off about my eyebrows? What were we going to get into? Um, I don't fucking know. Oh, I have shit. a funny stolen phone story, though. Ooh, tell me. Okay, so one time I was at work and I was dancing for this guy in the back. Okay, and um, it was like. Like, I knew as soon as I was done with him, like, I was going home. It was the end of the day. I wanted to get out of there. And there's, like, two types of guys when you're done dancing for them, right? There's the guy that kind of, like, lingers around, maybe hoping that he'll get your number or, like, I don't know, wants to, like, sit and have another drink with you. And then there's the guy who, like, just wants to get the fuck out of there. Will, like, throw his money and, like, storm out of there like nothing ever happened, you know? That's weird. Why do they do that, do you think? Um, there's lots of different reasons for that, but okay, it's also like, pers- it's also like a personality thing, right? Like some people just have the personality where they just like maybe they're in it in the moment and then they feel guilty or something afterwards. I, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, honestly, it could be anything. I I I don't take anything personal, but the guy did that and he slammed his money down on the counter and he walked away and I was like getting dressed and like getting myself together and I noticed this guy had left his cell phone uh sitting there so obviously I have two options because this guy was already had like left out the front door he was gone right um so I'm like okay do I steal this phone or do I just turn it into turn it in yeah so I I'm not gonna lie I thought about it for a second and then I thought like you know why do I need this guy's phone like I have my own brand new phone this is such bad karma if I take it why do I need this you know yeah so I went to the bar and I um and then I said hey I this is this guy's phone I want to get ready to go home so if he comes back so then Two minutes late. So then I go upstairs to the the change room. I'm getting ready to leave. I'd signed out and everything. And then two seconds later, the manager comes bursting through the change room and he's screaming my dancer name. And he's like, get the fuck over here. And he's like, I just had someone come in and tell me that they they were just with you. And now they don't have their cell phone. Um, just assuming oh, that I had God. stolen this guy's phone. And I'm like, 
I literally dropped it off at the bar. And then, yeah, why oh, wouldn't you check with the bartender or the bouncer or somebody before? Because they automatically before? assume like you're. It probably happens a lot. I'm, I bet a lot oh, of girls. It does happen yeah. a lot. Yeah, it does happen a lot. Girls will literally like steal right out of guys' fucking wallets if they're drunk enough. Like I personally oh, yeah. don't because I don't like taking advantage of people, even if they are wasted. That's a whole. Well, other and it can thing. be dangerous too. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then and then he come and then anyways he like comes back up and apologizes to me. But good. It was it was just funny. You should have gotten like the whole next week where you don't have to pay your. Uh dancer fee or whatever oh my god imagine (laughs) how much do they charge you to dance every night uh it depends what night of the week it is it depends what time you get there all that stuff yeah like if you're going in that like friday at nine o'clock it's like forty dollars oh it's not bad if you're going at noon on a weekday when they first open it's free it is really smart that they make you pay like uh, for them on the business side it's smart and then you know, it's it's kind of like how hairstylists have to pay their booth fee. Like it's kind of no, exactly. very similar. It, it's ex- ex- exactly to that. It's like any business. It's like you're self-employed through the club just yeah. as a hairdresser is self-employed through the shop. Yep. Yeah. And I, I was going to say that uh, when I book calls for the escort agency, girls would steal shit all the fucking time. Like anytime they had an opportunity to steal something, whether it's like drugs, money, uh jewelry whatever they were stealing shit like it was gone uh, a lot of girls would actually go and get their draw like their pickup fee so every call we booked was like 200 bucks and um the guy would think okay it's just 200 bucks and then the girl shows up picks up the 200 well she has to give 50 percent of that to the house so she's got 100 bucks for herself Actually, 80 after wait, she tips wait, wait, me. Wait, 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 Okay, so here. Okay. <laughs> Rewind. So are you telling me that their fee was 50%? Of the pickup. So no girl ever was entertaining for the pickup. If the guy only had the What one- do you mean by the pickup? Okay, so you book a call. Like, say, so I would always pretend that I was whatever girl this guy's calling. We'd have all these different phone lines. So you knew if this line ends, if this line ring you're sarah or whoever and you're blonde and you're 120 you pretend pounds. to be the girl yes. i'm so i've i knew that you did this and you've told me so many stories but i've always imagined you being like hi this is julie um da, da, da. and then someone's like i want a blonde with fake boobs and then you're like oh well crystal is available friday at this time can i okay, book you? No. like that's okay. what i always all pictured right so, it just, so let's just like rewind all the way back okay so, you know, when um, so first of all, guys hate escort agencies, they do not want to deal with escort agencies. They want like individual girls right? because they want to know what's showing up. They don't want to surprise like they don't want to think that they're getting a blonde, you know, double D girl with blue eyes and a big ass and then get like a, like a brunette girl next door that doesn't mm-hmm. look like, a you know, like they want to know what they're getting. So. At the agency, we have this phone with like 20 different lines on the phone. And we also would have those slappers, the guys that are out on the strip handing you cards. Well, all the girls on those cards are just like stolen model pictures or stolen porn star pictures. None of those girls work at the agency ever. These are stolen photos. 
So you can, when you're calling one of those cards, you know that you're calling an agency. And in that case, you know, the agency number would light up and then you say, uh, you know, whatever agency work you work for. And, you know, what are you looking for? Do you like blonde girls? Do you like brunette girls? Like, what are you interested in? And then you book it that way. But 99% of the time, it was an individual girl and we would steal their photos off of the internet and we would create these ads and then we would post them on Backpage, which I don't think Backpage exists anymore. I'm not sure if it does, but that's that was like Escort Central. And so, yeah, yeah so that's where most guys would go to find escorts. And Fun so, fact, the song The Hills by The Weeknd, which is one of his more popular songs, actually, it was written about girls that he meets off Backpage. So. Oh, I didn't. OK, now I have to re-listen to that. because I, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So in the Backpage ad, it's like sexy blonde, five, five, ready to make your dreams come true with like hearts and stars and fake pictures. Right. And your name or whatever. And I'm an independent girl, blah, blah, blah. So the guy calls and that number lights up and you know that's Sarah. So you answer the phone. You're like, hello. Like, and so all the girls that that answered the phones had to have cute voices. So like, hi, it's Sarah. Like, how are you? Where are you staying? Like, just cutesy stuff like that. So you would get like the hotel info, the room number, the you had to get like the last name on the room so that you could call through to the hotel and make sure the guy was actually in that room because obviously you get a lot a a lot of prank calls so mm-hmm. you would have to say okay you're at Win Hotel room 103 the last name is Smith okay I'm gonna call you on the room phone so just pick up so that I know that you're actually there and then I'll come see you and so you would call the front desk oh can you transfer me to room 103 Smith. And if they don't put you through, then you know that it's like bullshit. If they do put you through, then you talk to the guy and you would ask them questions to kind of lead them out to make sure they're not a cop and it's not a sting. So there was all kinds of little tricks for that. Maybe we should do like okay, a whole so episode. We we definitely can do a whole episode. Yes. I would love that. Um, but just for example, like what was something you would ask them to confirm that they weren't a cop? So a lot of girls would say like, oh, what's your zip code at home? But cops were picking up on that. So I would pick weird questions. Like I'd be like, um, okay, what's what town do you live in? And they'd say, oh, I live in Sacramento, California. Okay, what is the um, what are the cross streets of the closest CVS to your house? And so, you know, if, if you think about it, like if you would know the cross streets to the closest Target or the closest CVS or the closest 7-Eleven to your house, I would ask questions like that. I would ask mm-hmm. questions like, um, what's your favorite movie theater to see a movie at? You know, or what it like just questions that you would not know if you were a cop pretending to be from another city. Like, but if you really lived in that other city, you would know those answers. It reminds me of that show, Undercover Underage, on Discovery Plus. Like, remember, they would ask the guys, like, if the guys said that, like, they were from whatever town, they would, like, research the town and then, like, ask them the questions. Yeah, that's basically what I did. Like, I would be on Google. I would be, like, 7-Eleven on uh, First and Main and then see if it was actually there. And then I'd say something like, what is your uh, favorite local bar to have a drink at? 
And it like it couldn't be like a PTs or something. Like it has to be like a local hole in the wall type of bar or something. Right. I would ask questions like that. I never had a girl get busted. I had a girl get really close to getting busted because um, nine times out of ten in Vegas, you if you're at a nice hotel, you have to have a room key to get it, to go up the elevator. And so a lot of the guys would have to meet the girl downstairs. So one time I set a girl to a call and everything seemed fine. He answered my questions. Everything seemed good. And then when I called back to tell him like, hey, I'm here. Can you meet me downstairs? What are you wearing? Um, it was a different guy that answered the phone. And I was like, urge, record scratch. I'm like, you are not the person I just talked to. What's going on? I hung up the phone. I get the girl on the call. I'm like, get the fuck out of there. Like, this is a sting. This is a cop. Get out of there right now. And uh, I like, but it's just little things like that. Like, you had to pay really close attention. You didn't want your girl to get busted. And you didn't want, um, you know, you didn't want dangerous things to happen. Like, I liked the job because I made so much money, but I hated it because my nerves were always on fire, like hoping that something bad didn't happen to a girl. Um, Oh, so what we were saying earlier about the money. So when you book the call, you book it for, I would always try to book higher. You could book as low as like 125 or 150, but I like to book higher because if I could book higher, chances are the girl could upsell the guy a lot more. If he was Mm -hmm. willing to pay more up front, you did not really want to book the hundred dollar guys or the one twenty five guys. You didn't want to book the cheap guys. So if you book the call at two hundred, a hundred of that goes to the house and then 20 percent of what the girl makes goes to the phone girl would go to me. So we booked it at two hundred. A hundred is to the house. Eighty dollars to the girl. Twenty bucks to me. Well, the girl gets there. She's not doing like she's not entertaining for $80. So she's upselling. Like, what are you into when she makes sure it's not a cop and she's safe? Like, what what kind of entertainment are you into? What do you want to do? Like, and then she'll upsell, upsell, upsell. I had girls that would make like thousands of dollars on a call, which, you know, is totally like happens all the time, happens mm-hmm. all the time. And like. The craziest thing is I would have girls that looked like total fucking porn stars that could not make money to save their lives. Like they yep. they would barely make like f- maybe $400 was a lot for them. And then I had girls that were like your average everyday brunette girl next door that would get the pickup every time, even if the call was for a blonde porn star looking girl and they showed up looking like me. They would get that 200 every single time and they would check out of that call with like $1,000, $2,000. Like you can never judge people. Like you can think like that the the porn star looking girl is going to make a shit ton of money. She can have no game and like not check into half of her calls. No, so, honestly, that's like one huge thing I learned from what I did for so it's long. A misconception. It's a misconception. Yeah, it's like you literally like being a salesperson is such a art Mm -hmm. and a craft. And it's so true because I've seen the most beautiful women that you will ever fucking see. Everything is perfect about them. And they cannot sell themselves for a fucking 
mm-hmm. to save their life. Yeah. But then you go over and there's a girl who you're like, why is she even here? And everyone's kind of like laughing at her when she's on stage. But as soon as she talks to you, yeah, for some reason, you're like, I'm going to spend all my money on this fucking girl. Like it's it's so insane what self-confidence does. Yeah. Um, people can sense it on you. People can men can sense when you are in a good mood when you're feeling yourself they can sense when you're not a lot of girls will like change their outfits 500 times a night because they're like oh I feel better in this one I make mm-hmm. more money in this one and it's like no you feel better about yourself in it's that your outfit, attitude and that's yeah what, yeah like I swear to god people it's a true it's a very true thing people mm-hmm. are more intuitive about other people than you would think and you're not even conscious you're not even self-conscious about it um but it's so true like you you can tell things everyone can read people you you just don't realize it if that makes Mm -hmm. sense yeah I had I had girls that look like like this one girl in particular that I can think of is like this cute little brunette and she was kind of chubby and but she was sweet and she had a great personality and like I said I would send her I would choose to send her on calls versus sending the porn star looking girl that looked like the girl in the picture because she was more likely to check in and make money and like have the guy not be like pissed off you know that she took his money and ran out of the room or whatever like I she I would choose her over the other girls a lot of the time and it's it's really about people skills and like you said confidence like you can be confident you can make just about anything happen if you feel good about yourself that's all it takes really there's a euphoria episode and it's the one character Maddie it's her backstory and it's like she learned from a young age that like you can make people do anything for you as long as you have confidence Mm -hmm. like life is easy if you have confidence but yep obviously getting that confidence is like the hard part but that's the hard part yeah it is it's definitely difficult but if you can be confident and you can be a good people person you can accomplish just about anything. I mean, I agree. It's a learned yeah. skill, just like anything else in life, right? Like, yep. Um, you know, I I say that to people with anything who are like, oh, I can't sing, or like, I can't, I can't do this or do this. It's like you can literally do anything if you like. Not everyone is. Not every great singer was born a great singer. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, they're all born with some, obviously, a little bit of natural talent, but. Mm-hmm. all of them worked hard to get but then to you build on that to, exactly so yeah 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 so that was like I don't know I look back on that time fondly because I actually became friends with a lot of the girls I actually really liked them and our office was a lot of the escort agencies they'd have like a, a window up where you couldn't really communicate with the girls. They come in, they make their drop, and then they leave. Well, our office was different, mostly because the owner was a perv and he like liked the hot girls hanging out in the office. So we had like mm. the sound system and the TV and everything, and the girls could come in anytime and like hang out on the couch and watch TV with us or whatever. So I ended up like being friends with them and really liking some of them. And you know, I did have instances where. You know, a girl got slapped around a little on a call because the guy realized he wasn't going to get full entertainment for his $200. And that scared me. And the the reality of the situation is that sex workers are murdered all the time. And 
It was my greatest fear that even though I thought I was pretty good at reading people and researching and finding out who they were and where they were from and, you know, if they had a criminal history and all that, my greatest fear was, God, if I send a woman on a call and she does not come back, I don't think that I could ever forgive myself. And that was one of the major reasons that I got out of the business. But I made a lot of money and I liked it. So it's hard to leave a a job like that. But I just, I wouldn't be able to live with myself if something like that happened. It's so dangerous. I mean, it it obviously wouldn't have been your fault. Like no one, no one ever knows, you know, like those girls who went home with Ted Bundy, just wanting to fuck a cute guy, didn't know that they were going to get But it's your job to protect them. Like for being a phone girl, like my number one thing was like, it is my job to protect you. So I'm going to ask as many questions. I'm going to Mm -hmm. find this guy on Facebook. I'm going to make sure he doesn't have a history of domestic abuse. Like I'm going to find out as much information as I can. And when I call you, when you get there, you need to answer the phone for me. Because if you don't, I'm getting scared and I may have to send a cop to check on you. Like, yeah, that that is your job. That is your main job as a phone girl in those situations. I took pride in the fact that I cared about these girls and I wanted like that was my number one priority over money is make sure that they are safe, make sure that they are okay. And that was just my my biggest nightmare. I thought about it every single day doing that job is like, you know, and there were um there were agencies and phone girls that would send girls on calls to truckers, to their trucks. I was like, absolutely not. You are not getting in someone's truck. Like, there's no way in hell. If he wants to see you bad enough, he can book a room at the Best Western Mm -hmm. and give me his first and last name. And I can make sure that he is there and look up, look him up. But you're absolutely not going to a truck with a guy you don't know who doesn't want to give me a name. Like, it's not fucking happening. So I would just and that's pass the reason up those why, calls. Totally. And that's the reason why these girls, like, go through the escort agency mm-hmm. is to be as, to have it as filtered and protected as possible. Yep. Because one thing about, like, Backpage, a lot of people will just post themselves on there and they'll just mm-hmm. post their cell phone number. Most of the time they have, like, a burner cell phone. Yep. But they'll post like available from this time to this time. Just call. And the guy will just call them and be like, I'm at this hotel. Can you meet me here at this time? And they will. Yeah. And most of the time it goes well. But a lot of the time also it doesn't. And it's very, very scary. Sex work is very scary. It is very scary. Have you ever seen the movie Leaving Las Vegas with um, Nicolas Cage? He won an Oscar for his role in it. Is it about sex work? So... It's uh, it's based on a um, a novel of the same name, and it's. I never read the novel, but I really want to. But the movie's really depressing. So Nicolas Cage plays this alcoholic, and he is just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna live as recklessly as possible. I'm just gonna Ooh. drink as much as I possibly can. He like takes out all of his savings, all the money he has, and he's like, I'm just gonna drink myself to death in Las Vegas, gamble, get into fights, just oh, whatever. Man. And he meets um a sex worker and he ends up like living with her and there's a really awful scene where she's like walking and there's these young guys and they take her into the room and basically they like she goes to leave because they like 
they want her to have sex with like a disabled person and all this stuff and she's like get me the fuck out of here like I'm not doing it and she goes to leave and they all just like beat the shit out of her mm-hmm. and it was like I was like shaking watching it and like crying mm-hmm. and like normally I don't like get upset by movies or anything like that but that scene like really fucked me up because I know for a fact it happens every day. It happens. It's very scary. And, you know, I didn't even there was some women would do would go do house calls and would go to people's homes locally. I wouldn't even really do that. Like on rare occasion, I would do it. But um, 99% of the time I would make a guy book a hotel room locally and go check into the hotel room where I know that there is security that can get to her There's cameras. you know yep there's cameras there's I know witnesses. that witnesses yeah. that if I need to they can beat the door like they can unlock the door with a key I, I just never liked sending a woman to someone's home and a lot of the time and you also can't verify it really like especially if it's an apartment or something um, you send the girl there, they knock, the guy's really at the apartment across the, you know, across the hallway looking to see if it's the girl in the picture or whatever. But I had a very scary experience once where I sent a woman to a call that was actually for, it was actually a TS call. So it was a trans call uh, for a trans woman. And when the guy realized that this woman was all biological woman, he was so angry that he started like screaming and cussing and slapping her around. So this and guy it, wanted a like a pre female to male, a or male female to, or male to a male female. to female like oh my pre-op. god it was it it was Cal Jacobs from Euphoria. Oh, I don't, I don't, I've never watched Euphoria because it scares me to think about it. <laughs> there's I uh, there's a kid. There's a carrot. Um, if you do, I will die. It's like my favorite show ever right now. It's such okay. a beautiful I show. I might but, start um, watching it. But the one guy who's like the hot dad, he he has sex with transgender, like male to female in mm-hmm. like a hotel. And like he has a family and stuff. And he like books this room in a motel and like films mm-hmm. it. And it's like this whole thing. And it's like his dirty little secret. Yeah, you know? it happens a lot. And this guy was local and I sent the girl to his house and I was terrified for her because I like she was I, I was on the phone with her. I could hear him yelling. He slapped her mm-hmm. like it was fucking terrifying. And that's why I'm just like, see, I fucking knew it. I knew I shouldn't send her to this like locals house this is so scary i mean and it and honestly with the it's funny because we went to to pbr to the bull riding um thing here in denver a couple weeks ago and i told ryan i was like god if i was still booking calls i would be making so much money this weekend because i am not even kidding you we would have uh like trans ads a lot on back page but we'd would get a call here and there. They weren't super popular, but when the rodeo came into town in Vegas or it was like any type of cowboy type convention, those ads would get flooded. Cowboys are like number one target audience for TS ads. Oh, yeah. I don't... I. And people For never sure even think about it. that. They never like they don't consider that. Ryan was really it's always, when I told him that. Is it's always people who like grew up feeling like oppressed, like they couldn't fully mm-hmm. be themselves. You know what I mean? Like 
and that's obviously the type of like community like they're the like country. the rugged cowboy they have yeah it's like most of the time those people are very religious mm-hmm. and uh the way that they grew up was very like gay people are wrong and they're yep. so oppressed about hidden. it that that's why yeah exactly and that's why they go to these services because they're too afraid yep. to do it in like their public life yeah, they go. They're in Vegas. They're in a different town. Anything goes. Yep, yeah, exactly. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Exactly. What happens in Vegas basically doesn't count for yep. your real life. It happens a lot, but like most people don't even consider that. But yeah, that was like the most click. The most calls we would ever get was when like the rodeo or something was in town, which was always That's so interesting crazy. to me. Yeah. Speaking of Vegas, completely off topic. Um, okay, so. Polly D was on the Full Send podcast the other day, and, uh-huh. I, and I obviously watched the whole thing, and it really pissed me off. But anyways. why? Why did it piss you off? Okay, you know, you know who these guys are, right? Mm-mm. No clue. Okay, well, they're these just like douchebag guys who got like super popular off YouTube for doing like these videos, and the reason why, uh, but they get these like insanely famous guests on their podcast. They have like a million YouTube subscribers. And um, the whole out, like, Polly D was so excited to be there, and he was, like, full-on ready to spill the tea. Like, you could tell he wanted to talk, and all of these guys were doing. So, like, if you opened your Instagram right now, how many girls in there are messaging you, like, wanting to fuck you? Like, that's all they were asking him, and he just kept being like, well, you know, it used to be like that, and I used to sleep around a lot, but, like, now I have a girlfriend, and they'd be like, no, but, like, you still do, right? And it's like... Do they not know that this motherfucker is still on TV, like, with his girlfriend? He's not going to say that. He'd be Um, a total idiot if he said that. Yeah, but, but, yeah. And anyways, a lot of the stuff that he said on there, it was, like, I was waiting for him to, like, spill some tea because, as I said, like, he seemed like he really wanted to. um, But he said a lot of just, like, basic stuff about Jersey Shore that any fan would know. That everybody knows, yeah. Yeah, like, honestly... I say more in one episode of my podcast about behind the scenes stuff than this motherfucker <laughs> spilled. However, he did spill that Vinny is going to be at Chippendales again this summer. And that has not been officially announced. But Polly, like, just casually said that Vinny's been, like, dieting and working out because he's going to do Chippendales again in the summertime. So I think we should... When they announce it, we should see the tip. I looked at how much it is normally for Chippendales. There's a guy from that F-Boy Island right now who's uh, <sighs> who's guesting oh, on there. Oh, man. F-Boy but Island the was are, The so tickets are like $50 for like front row. Like it's cheap. Oh, So we yeah. should go. We should go. It's, That'd be fun. It's at the Rio, I think, That'd in be Vegas. Fun. Yeah. And the Rio is actually really cheap to stay there. And there, it's an all-sweet hotel. It's actually really nice rooms. And it's pretty cheap. If we wanted to stay there, um, we should do that. That'd be so much fun. Honestly, I have to do this. And then I afterwards, we have to like go to the hotel room and do like a drunken podcast recapping Vinny's Talking about like, it? stripping. So do, they don't get like fully nude, do they? No. On Chippendales? Um, Chippendales doesn't do fully nude, unfortunately. Okay. But well, that's fine. Because like I think fully nude fun, is just, obviously. I don't know why, but like fully nude men just feels dirty. 
I don't know. Oh, I love it. I love watching you male do? strippers. Yeah, like I fully love- nude. You love? Yeah, I love male it. Male strippers are so aggressive. They're so, they're, I, they're ugh, girl. There is trust an me, all you don't male. Have to tell me. There's an all male strip club in Vegas that I went to once, and I literally thought I was going to be raped in a booth. So I'm like, uh, this is I don't know about all this. A little bit much for me. Oh shit! The to- the oh I forgot to shit my package, and the mailman is here. <sighs> I'm such an asshole. Girl, you're not on it today. I know. I forgot. I totally forgot. So now, hold on. I got to get on my ring camera and tell him sorry. This poor guy. I do this at least like once every other week. And I feel like a total jerk. So let me. He's going to ring the doorbell. Hold on. Hey, I'm so sorry. I forgot to ship the package. I'm sorry, I don't have it ready. Okay, uh, tomorrow? Uh, that would be so good. I'm I'm really sorry. I appreciate your time. Alright, thank you. Thank you. Oh man, I feel bad. He's so nice, but the thing is like you whenever you're um what, you don't have to bring it to the post office? They no. pick it up from your yeah, house? Yeah, you can do package pickup at home. Yeah. But the thing is, so what? you have to... Okay, so you have to schedule a pickup the day before. And if you schedule it after 11 or after 1 a.m., you can't, like, you can't schedule it after 1 a.m. So you have to schedule it before midnight for the next day. And so usually on days when I'm working out... I'll like come home, I'll put put the package together and set it outside and have it ready for him. But then we were recording the podcast today and I totally forgot. So I feel like such an asshole because it's not a huge deal because like the mailbox is right next to my house. So he really just drove like five houses down and walked to my door. But I still feel like a jerk because I wasted his time. So I don't know. You know what? Maybe I'll get him like a Starbucks gift card or something because I have done this a few times to him and I feel bad. (sighs) Julie. I'll get him a gift card. I'm going to, because he's so nice. He's so nice. So I'm going to get him a gift card so he can have some coffee to warm him up. I feel like when I come to visit you, you better not forget that I'm going to be at the airport. I feel like I'm going to be at the airport, oh like calling God. you off the hook. Like, and then you're no. going to be like, oh, I thought you were flying in tomorrow. And oh. I'm going to be stranded. I swear <laughs> to God, I'm pretty convinced that I have ADHD. Like, I just, I really need to get some kind of a, um, I need to get some kind of a uh, uh, checkup or something done because I'm pretty sure that I have 88. I can't remember anything. I'm a disaster. I'm a total disaster. Um, I don't know. It is what it is. I for, I'm like more forgetful. I'm like an old lady over here. <sighs> I mean, hey, like we all forget things. It's not a big deal. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about before I we... Could, like, I could talk for another two hours, but we probably shouldn't. <laughs> I know, same. Okay, so we're going to do a Patreon episode. I know we did one when you and I had first met. We did a Patreon about yeah. um, my work and your former work as an escort or escort as, as an escort as an escort uh, call service. Girl. Yeah. How... Wait, they call them well, phone girls. They just call them phone, phone girls. girls. Yeah. Um, but we like let's definitely a hundred percent do another one. I'm sure a lot of people are really interested in it. It is such an interesting part of like life that normal people don't really know about. So 
Uh, maybe we can take some questions, actually. That might be good. If we post on our Instagrams, uh, maybe post on TikTok and ask people what kind of questions they have about the adult entertainment industry and all that, then maybe we can answer some of them. That would be amazing. And But we have to make it a Patreon. Like, yeah. I can't. No, I agree. It has to be by because I want to be really like open and honest about mm-hmm. that. And I just feel like I behind can't a paywall. Fully, yeah, yeah, I fully can't do that on the, the main feed, if that makes sense. I totally agree. I totally agree. So maybe I will revive my Patreon for that. I'm not sure, but we'll see. But yeah, uh, this was so much fun. We should do more episodes where we just talk about random stuff. I 100% agree. This was a lot of fun. Uh, absolutely I always feel like you and I can just literally talk about anything I know it's just fun I never I'm never not looking forward to our episodes because I know that we're basically just going to get on here and have like our weekly catch-up about all the stuff that's going on in pop culture and the fun things that we're talking about and the shows that we're watching so I, I always have a good time and that was kind of always my vision for my podcast was just like listening in or being part of a conversation that you would have with your friends. So Mm. I love it. I love it. I love it too. Yay. So uh, for my podcast is called Resting Bitch Face. You can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. Instagram is at Resting Bitch Pod. And then uh, if you want to see my TikTok videos and all of that, my TikTok handle is Resting Fit, like fitness, Resting Fit face actually it's the resting fit face duh okay so that's my info and then what's your info justine my info is the shore store pod everything jersey shore florabama shore and then also friends of the countess podcast where my friend david and i every week usually episodes get released on thursdays we recap a new episode of real housewives of new york city uh from the past and you can follow us on instagram at friends of the countess yay thank you guys for listening check us out online and we will talk to you soon bye bye i forgot i have to go over here to end it